Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to the Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football League right here in Ireland. I'm your host, Alan Byrne, alongside as ever, Boo Earns himself, Owen Byrne. Owen, still in Canada, what's going on? Still in Canada, <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, I live here now, so <laughs> uh, it's pretty cold. That's what's going on. It's like minus 10 here the last couple of days, a couple of foot of snow on the ground. Um, football is on at really regular times, and it's great. Uh, I get the the 6 o'clock kickoffs at home. Red zone is 10 a.m. for me on a Sunday. It's super. You know, wake up nice and early, relax on the couch, heating on. It's great. Lovely. That sounds good. Not uh, digging into the nighttime uh, as we are here in Ireland, which is also pretty cold, but not as uh, cold and snowy as you guys. Ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, minus 10 is the daytime temperature. <laughs> it gets colder at nighttime. Ooh. I think it's supposed to ease up over the weekend now. We're, gonna, we're in for some more snow tomorrow first, and then the temperatures start to get warmer then. Very good, very good. Well, we're through 15 weeks of the NFL season. Let's get into the news of week 15. But let me hit you with some knowledge. So we have week 15 started off with an NFC West tussle. Between the San Francisco 49ers and the CLC Hawks, Brock Purdy still humming away for the 49ers, and they take the win on the road in Seattle and would clinch the NFC West title once more. They're looking, they're looking tasty. Yeah, yeah, Purdy was definitely yeah. serviceable for the game. Um, played decent, and yeah, the Niners look, um, they look like they're going to be tough nut crack. Uh, I'd be pretty excited if I were you. <laughs> I, I am absolutely excited yeah god when Trey Lance went down I was thinking oh back to Jimmy G let's see how it goes and then everything was going gravy and then Jimmy goes down you're thinking who's this guy Brock Purdy coming in that's the end of that chapter but oh man they're still just uh, they're probably the best team in the league right now yeah definitely the best roster I mean getting it done uh, fairly handily here against the Seahawks with your third string quarterback, Mister Irrelevant. Um, no, it was uh, it was impressive, and you know, Purdy doesn't have to be a world beater, only uh, serviceable enough to uh, manage games, and you're going to be in there punching. That's it. That's it exactly. Well, we moved ahead. We had games on Saturday night, and boy, was there some entertainment on show. First of all, we had a shootout in the AFC East as the Buffalo Bills just got by the Miami Dolphins by 32 points to 29 with it, taking the AFC East title. We had a slugfest between the Browns and Ravens. Browns taking it 13 to 3. And then, of course, in Minnesota, we had some NFL history go down in a season littered with historic events, it seems. The Minnesota Vikings down 33 to nothing at home to the Indianapolis Colts. 
eventually pull it out in overtime by 39 points to 36. Biggest comeback in NFL history. Yeah, couple outstanding games here. Uh, slugfest in the middle, but the bookends. Bills, huge win over the Dolphins for them, but uh, what a comeback from the Vikings. Uh, unbelievable stuff. Uh, savage game. They looked dead in the water. Uh, even at the end of the first, they just weren't performing. A sloppy turnover. Um, they just looked like they weren't at the races, but uh, all came up good. And uh, what a comeback and what a super game. Super exciting. Yeah, it sure was. But, uh, yeah, the Indianapolis Colts, I mean, they lost Jonathan Taylor during the match. And Taylor now on IR and done for the season. But uh, that said, even with 33 points up, they only scored one offensive touchdown. You know, four field goals and two for the defense. The offense just couldn't keep... uh, couldn't uh, see out the game, which is just which is just poor. Couldn't get a few first downs and kill the clock as the Vikings got back into it in the second half. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Taylor went down early. Um, as you said, he's done for the year now. But uh, yeah, the offense couldn't um, didn't really get much going. Kind of were able to march down the field handy enough. But as you said, lots of field goals, and uh, that's probably why we're seeing uh, Maddie Ice get benched. Yeah, Maddie Ice on the on the the wrong end of the biggest comeback in NFL history and the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history over the past few years, and of course Nick Foles back in as starting quarterback now for the Colts. And uh, yeah, my, I had some grievance about that during the week and how uh, Ellen Berger or Ellinger wasn't getting back in for a few more reps, but they're obviously uh, they're obviously done with him. Yeah, they must be done with him now. I mean, if that doesn't tell you they're done with him, I don't know what does. Uh, we've seen this Nick Foles show before. Yes, he did ride that wave for the Eagles win that Super Bowl, but uh, you know what I mean. We've seen him playing for the Bears since. Uh, he's just not good. He's not good. No, he is not. We move along to Sunday's night action. The New Orleans Saints defeat the uh, Atlanta Falcons by 21 points to 18. Both teams uh, finish at the week at 5-9, and nine, as did the Carolina Panthers, who lost at home to the Pittsburgh Steelers by 24 points to 16. All three teams, 5-9, and nine, you're thinking they're dead and buried, but the Buccaneers lose at home to the Bengals by 34 points, 23. They're 6-8, and eight, only a game ahead of all three teams. And they lead the division on such a crappy record. Oh, this is a shit show of a division. I mean, all these teams are poor. You're going to be licking your chops no matter who you get out of this division come playoff time. <laughs> the Bucs have been terrible. They've been terrible. Yeah, even on the road, you know, even on the road. I have now got over the Brady yeah. factor for the playoffs. It doesn't matter. This is a bad team, and whichever team ends up stumbling out of this division, they're going to be out quick <laughs> when they get into the wild card. It's going to be all over. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, they will. You know, they're going to play the Cowboys or something like that, and yeah, they'll get steamrolled. Elsewhere, your Chicago Bears put it right up to the high-flying Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia eventually coming out on top of 25 points to 20. But uh, it was a tough game 
But the biggest news for the day, of course, is that Jalen Hurts has picked up a fairly serious shoulder injury. He is definitely out for Week 16. And uh, his future for this season is up in the air. Yeah, for sure. That's the biggest news out of this game. Um, you know, the Bears ran them close, of course. Uh, nice performance in spots by the Bears again. Pretty pleased uh, with how they played overall in general. But yeah, uh, obviously the big news for uh, for uh, the Eagles fans is Hurts. Um, definitely in jeopardy for the rest of the uh, fantasy season. Um, but I would imagine... You know, they could sit Hurts now until playoff time. Like, they're in, they're clinched. Um, I think they need one more win to even clinch the number one seed. So, they got Minshew. He's serviceable enough. Yeah, um, yeah I'll be definitely be on the lookout for uh, for Hurts fantasy-wise. But uh, I think the Eagles will be safe enough and hold him off till their playoff run. Indeed, indeed. Then we were uh, served up with two tremendous games that shockingly both went to overtime. The first one, the Houston Texans and the high-flying Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs eventually getting the walk-off touchdown after a fumble by uh, by Davis Mills in overtime. Chiefs take it 30 points to 24 and then the Dallas Cowboys went to Jacksonville, and they were ahead in this game also. But the Jaguars brought it back to level score to take it to overtime. And then a pick six for the Jags. And they come away with their sixth win of the season and are right in playoff contention themselves. But two huge games you didn't expect to go uh, to go to overtime, certainly. No, yeah, uh, two ones you thought... Uh, probably wouldn't be that close even. Um, Cowboys look much better team over the Jaguars. Jaguars ran them all the way down to the wire, get over the line in overtime. Um, but look, the Texans, uh, they've been playing teams close the last couple of weeks. They play hard. They just don't have the quality. But uh, they play hard and they come to play every week. Um, but no surprise that uh, Mahomes... Um, and Co able to show the quality in the end to get over such qualities that I don't believe Dak Prescott has uh, throwing some sloppy pick sixes key moments it's not going to be good for Cowboys fans when they get in the playoffs uh, I don't like Dak at all doesn't have the quality Mahomes good enough to if you can win on your worst day like Mahomes does you're going in the right direction that's it that's it well, the New York Jets have had a, a really successful season so far, but probably went down pretty badly. But to a high flying now, Detroit Lions team. Both teams are now 7-7 seven and seven after being punching bags for the last couple of years, I suppose. The Lions with a, a last-minute touchdown to take the victory by 20 points to 17, but... Both teams must be absolutely thrilled with the way their season has gone. Uh, you'd have to imagine so. Um, both, like I was going to say, the Jets in particular, but both teams really here have had uh, phenomenal seasons. Um, you know, to be seven and seven for either team uh, in pretty tough divisions uh, all across the board, um, it's going to be a great result. The Lions, 
uh, really play hard as well. I mean, they play hard on both sides of the ball. Don't particularly have the quality on the defensive side. Um, but they have so much weapons. Jameson Williams coming back in the, uh, in the last couple of weeks as well. I mean, I'd be expecting a big year from him next year as he, uh, you know, finds his place. And obviously, you know, you would think they'd probably replace Jared Goff or at least draft Goff's replacement. And the Jets, I mean, they've had a shit show of a season at quarterback. Um, they've been up and down, in and out. I mean, Zach Wilson's playing again at the weekend and... Just the week previous, like his own teammates were showing up to games wearing Mike White t-shirts. Um, it's it's a bizarre scenario. Uh, <laughs> it definitely looks like yeah. Wilson is probably can't be the future there uh, with the way things have gone. And it was just injury that kind of gave him the stare at the weekend. But definitely um, the Jets on the defensive side of the ball look uh, pretty stellar. And they've got some great weapons as well. Obviously, they lost Brees Hall earlier in the season. But they've got some really nice receivers, and uh, both these teams could be uh, could be a good quarterback away from um, you know being real contenders, in particular the Jets. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Elsewhere, uh, a pretty nothing game. Uh, the Broncos defeat the Cardinals twenty-four to fifteen at home. Elsewhere, a big win for the San Diego. Uh, ooh, it's not San Diego anymore. The L.A. Chargers, of course. Uh, they beat the Tennessee Titans, who were a perennial tough matchup. They beat them 17-14. to 14. And then we had a real shootout in Las Vegas. The Las Vegas Raiders beat the New England Patriots by 30 points to 24, with a couple of huge talking points in this matchup. First of all, the tying touchdown for the Raiders, with the guy clearly stepping out of bounds. And then... The most bizarre play I think I've ever seen in an NFL game. Teams are tied. Head, heading for overtime, last play of the game. Ramondre Stevenson breaks off like a 20-yard run. And as he's being tackled, he laterals to uh, Jacoby Myers. I, I have no problem with that. But Jacoby <laughs> turns and throws the ball across the field back to his quarterback. Now... First of all, I don't know what Jacoby thinks is about to happen. That Mac Jones is going to turn it, turn into Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson and run it in from 40 yards uh, or what. But anyway, who knows? But we didn't even get to see that because it got plucked from the sky by Chandler Jones, who did stepped out over Mac Jones and took it to the house for a walk-off TV. It's absolutely bizarre. It's, it's hysterical. What so I don't know so what... I, yeah, I don't know if it was actually if that was a drawn up play or these guys just decided let's just try and win it here. I I, I don't know. I I don't know. This it seemed panicky. It's hard to it's hard to see how this was drawn up, but uh, it's definitely hilarious. Like that description. If you gave that description to somebody that hadn't watched the game, they'd be like, "That didn't happen. That's ridiculous." Oh yeah, <laughs> hysterical result. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, you mentioned the Chargers, big win for them, and their uh, you know hope to get in the playoffs. And um, big news out of that game that's kind of materialized uh, as the week has gone on is Ryan Tannehill out, and 
potentially done for the year by some of the reports, um, which puts a big dent in um, any sort of playoff hopes. And even uh, with the uh, Ryan Tannehill news, um, the Jags have now become the favourites to win the division, despite being one game behind. Yeah. Yeah, well, they're coming, and if they if they get a win against the uh, Jets on the road in Week 16, they're certainly one to look out for because uh, the Titans would be doing well to get another victory on the board. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Moving on, yeah, they still have to play each other before. Late. They do indeed. They do indeed. So that could uh, be the telling game. Late Sunday night, then we had uh, the New York Giants beat the Washington Commanders on the road 20 points to 12. More talking points in that match, too. The final play of the game, uh, the Commanders tossed the ball into the end zone. The wide receiver is wearing the defender like a cape on his back, and uh, no pass interference called. It seemed, uh, you know, a clear cut as you can be for interference, and uh, just wasn't given. Yeah, look, we get these calls, you know what I mean? These calls happen, you always have one of these big, stupid, obvious ones, like at least once a year. This is obviously one of them missed by the refs, and um, look, not good enough, but I think across the board, the refing is usually to a really high standard, and you know what I mean? If they miss one now and again, they miss one, but I'm not a Commanders fan, so I don't really care that much. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> And finally, on Monday night, the Green Bay Packers beat the uh, oh, beleaguered LA Rams. The defending champions lose their 10th of the season, 24 points to 12. Uh, Aaron Rodgers says uh, they're still in the playoff mix. I don't see it myself personally, <laughs> but uh, there you go. I don't know. They're third in the division, and the division is clinched. <laughs> no. Pack it in, pack it in, Packers. Um, no, they're they're not great. Um, uh, look, they were. This result, this game is pretty flattering in the sense that the Rams are so poor that you know beating them double digits makes it seem like oh everything's okay. No, you you're not great. Your defense hasn't been playing well. Jair Alexander, like their stud corner who they paid in the off season, has had a poor year. Um, just really not living up to the money they're after giving them. We've seen this happen before with corners getting paid big money and then kind of dropping off a little. But uh, yeah, don't buy the Packers, don't buy Aaron Rodgers. The Rams are awful. And uh, some more classic Baker Mayfield uh, poorness this week. Back to the normal service has resumed after his flash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Alrighty. We're going to head into week 16 in the NFL, of course. It is Christmas weekend. There is three games lined up for Christmas night at 6 o'clock, 9 o'clock, and half past one Irish time. But 12 games move to Saturday night this week. So your NFL red zone will kick off at 6 o'clock on Christmas Eve, Saturday night. With a loaded, loaded schedule. We got a game Thursday night, a game Monday night. It's a full weekend of it. Full weekend. Yeah, it's going to be great. Alrighty. Let's head into the Balls Deep Dynasty Playoff Rundown. 
And so, week 15, we enter the 2022 Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football Playoffs. In the championship bracket, league toppers Dalvin and the Chipmunks and Nick Cage's buddies took a well-earned bye week off. Game one, in a bid to face either of these two teams, match one saw the 6-8 team square off as Datso Ravens took on the walking jinx. CMC led the way for, as he often does for Datso Ravens with 25.8 points. But no one else would hit 20 points after that. Heineke, Jacobs, Moore, Pollard, Pacheco and the Patsy all got into double figures though. However, just 6 points from a disappointing Mark Andrews, 2.3 from an injured Colt McCoy, and a goose egg from Alex Pierce would leave them hoping for similar failure from their opponents. But no such luck. Only Dalton Schultz and the Panthers D would fail to get to 10 points for the Jinx. Akers, Pittman, Hopkins, James and Ingram all got into the teens. With Montgomery and Hill both hitting the 20s. And Jalen Hurts topping out with 36.7 points. After an up-and-down season, that's all Ravens once again bow out at the first time of asking in the playoffs. Some more retooling needed in the offseason to push them further on. As for the Jinx, their season keeps rolling, and they move on to face Nick Cage's buddies in what should be a good one. But probably now, sands their talisman Jalen Hurts was definitely out for week 16 yeah it was an interesting matchup I mean um, Steven's definitely going to be uh, you know pretty disappointed with uh, his team's performance uh, not the week you know first week of the playoffs is not the week you want to have a, a relative down week 115 points uh, wouldn't have, I think would have only been one other team in the league this weekend so uh you know, pretty disappointing from him. Um, but yeah, good win from Keane. Uh, he scored well across the board. Um, but as you mentioned, uh, going to be a big loss to Jalen Hurts going forward. Definitely out this week. Uh, who knows the week after. Um, yeah, he's definitely going to have to reshuffle his deck and uh, and see what he can come up with. But uh, fair play in the win this week, Keane. And look, we didn't jinx you after all. You've been going right well. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely well the other wild card game in the championship saw uh, the suckiest bunch of sucks division winners kick in the squibs take on the human beings who scraped into the playoffs on the final weekend this one was close though for long periods on Sunday each team only had two players not hit double figures Davis and Hawkinson for the squibs Hooper and the Saints D for the human beings. Each had one player in the 30s. Jefferson for the squibs. And Mahomes for the human beings. The squibs had fields hit 20 plus. The human beings had both Henry and Johnson respond in kind. And here was the start of the separation. The squibs had six players in double figures. But none of them would break 14 points. On the other side... The human beings had five in double figures, 
Just two were below 14, with Gino at 14.3, St. Brown at 15.2, and my boy Keenan at 16.6. In the end, the human beings ease out to an 18-point victory overall, shocking the division champs in the process. They move on to play Topsies, Davin and the Chipmunks in a semi-finals. A strange year for kicking the squibs sees them win, easily win, a poor division title, but fall at the first playoff hurdle. They're trash after all. Trash. <laughs> My house of cards has come falling down. <laughs> As described throughout the year, my team is trash. And it's shown pretty mediocre scoring here, a lot of players. You know what I mean? As you said, a lot of players getting into double digits but not getting to 14. But look, uh, no excuses. Um, you know what I mean? 144 points, nothing really to be sneezing at too much. Just needed a little more blow up uh, from certain guys. But um, that's what Green God and uh, congratulations to him. He's, uh, he's had an up-and-down season himself. He's had some monster weeks and down weeks, and uh, he gets it done. Fair play to you, Green. Congratulations. My team's trash. Nice. Yeah, nice, nice, nice. <laughs> nice in defeat. <laughs> yeah, humble. <laughs> and self-deprecating all at once. <laughs> well, always. <laughs> Well, we look then at the Toilet Bowl playoffs. Rebuilding progress and Kenneth Killers took the bye week off. Game three in the wild card was a good game between the Fear Boners and QB Antivax. The Fear Boners got off to a flyer Thursday night as George Kittle put up 25.3. Josh Allen put up 33.86 points on Saturday. And A.J. Brown put up a stocking 27.1 on Sunday. However, the weekend would be littered with duds. Singletary, Etienne, and Fournette each hit double figures, but none of them would get more than 12. Palmer, Adams, Hunt, and the Seahawks D all failed to fire. In response, QB Antivax had Jarek McKinnon and Kirk Cousins would explode for over 30 points apiece. But they also had their problems. Mixon, Fant, and Harris all got to double figures, but none of them broke 15 points each. White, Brown, Cooper, and the Ravens deal. The Ravens D all failed to get going. We headed into the late Sunday game. The Fear Boners held a small five-point lead, but QB Antivax had A.J. Dillon to play. To my chagrin, Dylan put up a huge 22.1 points with a couple of TDs to win the match for QB Antivax in shocking fashion. After a better second half of the season, QB Antivax now find themselves in the seventh place playoff match. Some small changes in the offseason could turn this team into playoff hopefuls in 2023. The Fear Bowlers have had the personification of an average season. 7-7 seven and seven through the regular, just missing the playoffs, and now dumped into the Toilet Bowl semifinals. Not the way I thought my season would unfold, but here we are. 
See, you aren't honest with yourself about how trash your team is. I've been honest with myself this whole time. And this <laughs> happens. <laughs> I'd like to uh, congratulate my guy, Ben. Uh, very poor uh, season to start off with. Uh, turned it around on the back end and uh, avoiding himself a toilet ball. Fair play to you, Ben. Well done, my guy. Yeah, uh, avoided repeating on the toilet bowl. Uh, uh, let's not uh, forget yeah. he's the current toilet bowl holder. But yeah, fair play to you, Ben. What can you do? You're, you got you got some of those guys to come big. I mean, Jared McKinnon bursts out with 33 points or something like 36 points. You know, and that's kind of unexpected. It's it's hard to combat when someone does that, you know? Yeah, I've actually, I've got him in a different league and I've been kind of carrying him, uh, riding his wave the last couple of weeks, McKinnon. He's, uh, he's been scoring big. He's actually been delightful, actually. Yeah. Yeah, indeed, indeed he has. Well, elsewhere, cup my balls to God, the champions, mediocre football team. This game was less close as the weekend unfolded. Mediocre football team only had Waddle hit 20 points. Eckler, Herbert, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Kirk and Judy all hit double figures. But 8 points from Ramsdean, 7 points from Big Mac, 3 points from Jamal Williams, and just 1.9 from Conklin would see this team to just get over the 100-point hurdle and finish the week on 109.7 the lowest point total of the week. Cut my balls took full advantage. Cook and Godwin but both got 20 plus each. Lamb came very close to 20 also. Walker, Broncos, D, Juju, Zeke and Prudy all got well into double figures. Only Joku and Sanders let him down. But a 34 point margin of victory Sees cut my balls move on to face QB anti-vax in a seventh-place playoff. A huge turnaround for the trash team he picked up at the start of the season. It's been a tough title defense for a mediocre football team. A long season now sees them in the toilet ball semis against old nemesis Kenner's Killers. These two battled it out for the championship last season. Now find themselves battling out to avoid picking up another trophy this season. The toilet bowl trophy. <laughs> Best of luck, boys. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, how the mighty have fallen in a sense. Uh, I feel like this game was pretty much a representation um, of Adam's season. Uh, you know, big guys letting down in key moments. Has led to him kind of have, you know, a pretty uh, hard uh, season, hard run of the things. Um, never really got going after kind of a decent start. But, uh, you know, nice job from Kevin. Um, he's turned his team around. Uh, picked up pretty bad team from the get-go. And, um, you know, nice debut season. Look, uh, not high-flying by any means, but uh, middling and plenty to build on. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Look, yeah, he's uh, he's 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 certainly been a surprise, I suppose, of the season so far. Uh, you know, because uh, you know, Porik uh, just about avoided the toilet bowl last year, and uh, yeah, he's done well to just be on the playoff bubble uh, this year. So, well done to you. Alrighty, let's have a look 
at how things stack up for week 16 on the road ahead. Can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. So here we go. We're down to the business end of the season. The semi-finals in both championship and toilet bowl trophy hunts. Top seed, down to the chipmunks and Quiddy take on Green and the human beings in semi-final number one. Semi-final number two sees Ross and Nick Cage's buddies take on Kean and the Walking Jinx. Two big games, both right now scheduled to be within 10 points of each other. It's too close to call. There's a lot of injuries floating around. A lot of tough matchups in the NFL. You just don't know which way they'll go. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, injuries definitely playing their part in these matchups. Um, look, uh, Quinny's had um, a stellar season, and uh, in my books, he's probably the favourite to win it out. But uh, you know, Green Green really uh, put up some good numbers last week against me, and um, you know he's got the guys. If they all hit, he's got the guys that could, uh, you know, the team that could beat anyone really. Um, he's got some big names in there. If he gets them all hitting on the one weekend, uh, he can be very dangerous. Definitely uh, looking forward to uh, Ross and Keane as well. Looks like it's going to be real tight. Um, uh, it's exciting. There's, uh, you know, uh, I like to. I'm looking forward to seeing how Keane navigates uh, his injury woes, and it's going to be. They're going to be some close matchups, and it's going to be a fun watch. Now I have to say, uh, nothing really on the line for myself, so I'll be just kind of uh, sitting back and uh, enjoying these matchups. Indeed, of course, your old kick in the squibs take on that. So Ravens in a fifth, sixth place playoff. Again, probably scheduled to be close. And uh, yeah, yeah, awesome, tasty matchups here around the championship. And of course, we failed to talk about. Uh, of course, Quinny uh, took a swing for the fences and gave up some uh, some fairly serious draft capital for Jonathan Taylor. And poor Jonathan got through half a game for Quinny and uh, and uh, actually went down uh, during Quinny's bye week. So that's got to be uh, a tough uh, pill to swallow. Yeah, well, probably in a sense, going down on the bye week is probably not too bad because you don't want to have it played him and then him go out in the first quarter and have done nothing for your team, but. Yeah, definitely going to be a tough pill to swallow. We've seen Quinny do this last year. He gave up a lot of draft capital to get Barkley in. Uh, end up keeping Barkley on. And Barkley's been great uh, for him, you know, when he's playing this year. Um, looked pretty spry again last weekend. And um, if anyone can uh, deal with the loss of someone like Jonathan Taylor, it's probably Quinny's team. He, he probably has enough firepower to, uh, to back it up. But uh, definitely won't be happy about it anyway, that's for sure. Indeed. In the toilet bowl section, of course, we just uh, talked about uh, that uh, Kevin had cut my balls to take on Ben and QBN. He backs in the 7th, 8th place playoff. But in the nitty gritty of the toilet bowl, we have my fear bowlers taking on rebuilding progress. While last year's championship final repeat, Kenneth Killers take on. Mediocre football team. 
that match is scheduled to be close. My match is not scheduled to be close. We'll see how it goes. Ed has had, uh, it is a rebuild in progress. He's had a tough all season. Uh, he only hit the hit, hit the heights of a hundred points. Now is uh, probably fewer and far b- between. Yeah, he's definitely had a tough run of it. To be fair, um, you know, but you know, some of it's his own making. I mean, sometimes you have to make things happen for your team. But uh, I think it's kind of hilarious. Like, I mean, it just goes to show how my season has gone. At three, the, my other three division mates are all in the title ball semi-finals. Um, you know, I just really did pick up the pieces, and yeah, best of luck to the lads. Uh, I'm looking forward to probably the most to seeing um, to seeing the repeat of, of last year's championship game. Should be pretty fun watch. Gear uh, on and Adam. Different, different kind of battle. Absolutely. Oh yeah, it's got slugfest written all over it this weekend. This is the like of game where both teams are going to come out and try not to lose instead of trying to win. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. All right, let's have a look at the if you're not first, you're last redraft league. <laughs> Well, the If You're Not First or Last League, of course, also went into the first round of the playoffs in Week 15. Your podcast hosts, Blue Words and myself, both put our feet up this weekend to watch the carnage unfold as we had buys in the first round of the championship, which saw Keane and the fantasy football team come on done. Against Ross's staffs the way you like it. A 30-point win for Ross here. Headed up by Mahomes at his uh, almost 32 points. He goes through to the semifinals and championship to take on Boards in the semifinals. Elsewhere, Steven got the win here while Green got the loss. By 22 points, Stephen putting up a right nifty score of 169.4 points. He will go forward to the semifinals to take on myself. Which means that Kid and Green will battle it out for a fifth, sixth place playoff. Elsewhere, we have the semifinals of the Toilet Bowl Championship. Ben. Came on Don here. Surprisingly to Aaron's team, he loses out by almost 40 points and he will go into the Toilet Bowl Championship. Could be another Toilet Bowl trophy on their way for Ben. And he'll take on Ana, who's looking at a double Toilet Bowl... uh, (laughs) A double Toilet Bowl season. He loses by 30 points to Adam... And the hot chub time machine, 173 points from Adam, biggest score of the week. He will take on Aaron in the 7 8 place playoff this weekend. Of course, the toilet bowl in this division, or in this league, will uh, will end this weekend. Toilet bowl championship on the line, Ben V. Ada. Yeah, uh, yeah, some fun matchups from last week, as you mentioned. Uh, me and you could put our feet up, and uh, looking forward to the to the games this weekend. Um, 
I said it to you off air, I'm going to say it to you on air. I'm quietly uh, confident about my team. I think I have the best team in this league. Um, so, bring it on, Ross. But, uh, oh, a uh, special mention to Ross, uh, the only person to make it to the semi final in both leagues. Uh, very good fantasy season out of you. Uh, well done. But it ends absolutely, now. absolutely. I didn't pick that up myself. Well spotted. <laughs> yeah. Will he get to one final? You know. Yeah, he can have one. He's not getting to this one. <laughs> you can go to the ball Z final. Yeah. yeah, I think Kieran hit these lofty heights himself last year, and unfortunately came away empty-handed. So we'll see if Ross can uh, can, can can go a step further. Yeah, and then avoid all the potholes that Kieran fell into to uh, fall from uh, his mighty heights of last year to this year. Indeed. Okay, let's move ourselves forward to everyone's favourite new segment, The Betting Corner. Who do you like in the afternoon games? Well, I like the 49ers because they're pure of heart. Seattle because they got something to prove. And the Raiders because they always cheat. And in an extremely suspicious play, the Raiders win. Oh, bed and corner. Oh, stop. Hit us with some knowledge. Uh, yeah, no, we just we didn't get it going at all last week. Now we retreated to uh, the Stellar Vikings game. Just didn't go our way. Um, but it was a great game, so it's hard to be mad. Anyway, this week I think we found uh, two nice spots. Uh, uh, for teams, um, the aforementioned Vikings last week, big win, clinched their division. Uh, you know, real emotional game. Uh, obviously went to overtime, uh, hard running, all that kind of stuff. They are uh, at home this week to the Giants. Um, sorry, they're away this week to the Giants, and the Giants are four and a half point dogs. And I like this spot a lot, um, as a, as I mentioned. Sorry, giant, Giants are away. Giants are away, yeah. Giant, giants are on the road. Uh, four and a half points for the Giants. I like this spot a lot. Uh, Vikings definitely going to be on a come down after uh, last week. It seems like a good spot for them to get caught. Division's already locked up. They're not going to be too concerned about... Um, you know, seeding, if they can't get to the one seed, it doesn't, uh, teams don't really worry about seeding after after that one spot. If you're not getting that bye week, um, teams don't be overly concerned. So, you know, I can see some guys maybe taking some extra snaps off, things like that. Um, but the Giants still uh, trying to keep themselves in the mix. Barkley uh, looks to be back, um, runs superbly as well. I like the Giants here, plus four and a half. And going to double that up with the Steelers. Steelers are minus two and a half point favorites over the Raiders. Um, they're going to be playing in some shitty weather. Uh, it's going to be windy. It's going to be a big run game kind of game. Um, Raiders have obviously had great success with Josh Jacobs uh, over the course of this season. I think what's helped Jacobs' season in particular is the threat of, you know, Devontae Adams, Renfro. Um, all on the outside you know they've got some good weapons in the passing game it's definitely opened up the running game for Jacobs he obviously leads the league in rushing but uh, in a in a windy uh, shitty weather game like this um, 
there's definitely going to be uh, more opportunity to stack the box and the Steelers defense is uh, is nasty against the run so um, that's my double I like the Steelers minus two and a half doubled up the Giants plus four and a half let's get it All right, all right. Just looking down through, there are a couple of really disgusting ones out there this weekend. Right now, the Denver Broncos on the road at the LA Rams are minus three. Let that just sink in for a minute. The Denver Broncos, who got who went who went over twenty went over eighteen points, I think, for the first time last weekend are minus three on the road against the world champions right now. <laughs> and elsewhere, the, under. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are on the road at the Arizona Cardinals. Now I know the Cardinals have their QB problems, but currently the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are minus eight on the road against oh, the Arizona no. Cardinals. No. Disgusting. No, you can't take that. But it's my... Gonna be, it's going to be bad weather. You can't. You can't. Ridiculous. My lock of the week is the Detroit Lions. Minus two and a half on the road in Carolina against the Panthers. Ooh. I fancied him to win by a field goal or more. It's the lock of the week. Lock the Lions the are week. rolling. The Panthers are shit. Lock of the week. Detroit Lions on the road to Carolina Panthers minus two and a half. Boom. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Although Panthers are playing for playoffs. You know what I mean? They're bang there trying to win their division. My boy Sammy Darnold. They suck. <laughs> they suck. They do suck. All right. Guys, thank you very much for listening again this week. We are now, as I said, at the business end of the Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football League for 2022. Best of luck to Quinny V. Green. Best of luck for, to Ross and Kean. Best of luck then to Ada and to Kieran and Adam. What, two of you three, two of you three are going to be battling out for the toilet bowl <laughs> next weekend. <laughs> Oh, I just exclude yourself Confidence. from the conversation. <laughs> well, I'm scheduled to currently win by 62 points. If I don't pull it out, there's going to be a steward's acquiring, you know what I mean? <laughs> banana skin. Banana skin game. I'm going to rag so look, so hard absolutely. Well, if you lose this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lose this game. All right. Best of luck, particularly to the guys in the championship. It's uh, it's been a great season. It's all on the line now. It's a one game shootout to get one hand on the championship ring, I should say, a ring on the almost on your finger. So there we go. Best of luck to everyone and uh, happy Christmas to everyone. And uh, you know, we'll talk to you next week. Bye bye. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.